The QPR podcast is in association with 101greatgoals.com. For post-match Premier League press conferences, FIFA 15 videos, freestyle clips and much more, subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 101greatgoalsyt. QPR! Hello, welcome to the QPR podcast. Just before we started recording, um, Jim Evans, who's our guest, said this is going to be like a terrible question time. I think it's probably going to be like the worst question time ever. There's not much to be happy about. There's four of us glumly sat round the table here. There's Gabe, our engineer, desperate already for us to finish, even though we're only 21 <laughs> seconds in because he's DJing elsewhere tonight. And, and we're quite frankly thinking, well, yeah, maybe let's just go around the table and then, uh, then finish it off for the night. Um, I'm David Fraser. I'm here with three other QPR fans. I've already introduced... Hello. James or Jim Evans? Yeah, either either is fine. Hello. You're looking quite brown. Yeah, that's which could be this a positive. Is, this this is me. This is me. I haven't been anywhere on holiday. Out of the box. That's this not is, true. I promise. Um, also, we have Chris Mendes of ITV Sport, Hi. and we have Paul Finney of Indiars, Funky Flowers, Barnet. I haven't got much of a Barnet to be fair. <laughs> it's all full now. What a terrible week this must have been for you. You had the double whammy. Of Labour getting spanked, triple whammy. Labour getting spanked, QPR getting spanked, and QPR getting relegated. Mm. How much worse could it get? Oh, they could pick, they could give a serious job to Michael Gove. Oh, they did. They've done that. Um, nah, this politics aside, we don't talk about politics in this show. You know, so um, yeah, not unless we get Alan Johnson on, and then we probably will. And then we'll have oh, to get. Be good. Then we'll have to get someone from each other party. We've had a liberal, haven't we? We've so, had Jeremy. What yeah, was, was his a, name? Brown. Have we looked into it? He must have lost his seat. He, he, all he, he already left, didn't he, more or less? He Did was he, standing he must down. Have, we've had Jeremy Brown Twice. on. We've only got seven, eight. 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 Oh, they've got eight. Eight. So in, the, and then, so in the interest of balance, we need to get Alan Johnson on and Michael Gove on. Won't invite you that week. I wouldn't. And, <laughs> wow. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. We know we don't want to do this and none of you want to listen to this, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do a podcast. Let me tell you, the, the, the administration first is you can uh, find our website at qprpod.co.uk where it's got all our old episodes. You can follow us on Twitter at qprpod or search for the new QPR podcast, I think it is, on Facebook. Right, Finney, well, start us off. <laughs> Look, everyone knew we were doing... Even after the match against Liverpool last week, everyone knew we were down apart from the chairman who who is still on automatic pilot of tweeting. We're going to stay up. We're going to stay. But we, listen, we all know it. But to go down like that is just shite, and it's wrong. I don't care about the no swearing thing tonight. We're allowed to swear. That's clear. The the, the 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 defender. I mean, to put three centre backs against one of the quickest players in the world, you've either got to be insane or just not caring to attention to detail because that was the whole setup was wrong. The body language was wrong. We got absolutely spanked. Bringing Sean Wright Phillips on so the City fans could give him a round of applause. What was that about? You know, there's so many things that happened in that game yesterday that they summed up our season. Most telling, of course, we couldn't play one player because Theresa May phoned up and said, by the way, his fees are run out or it's about to run out. So we signed a £10 million player on an X number of years contract 
and his visa runs out before the end of the first season that he's with us. That's just wrong, and that's badly run. And that, you know, the trouble with QPR, and so I have to turn around and look at you, is it, it's like everyone's looking at this big, massive thing going wrong in front of them, and no one knows who's to blame. And it's like, you're to blame. Nah, the buck, I'm not taking the buck. Well, you take the buck. Oh, I don't want the buck either. Nobody wants to take the buck. But there's a frigging massive buck that needs to be picked up and, and someone needs to take the blame because until you realise there's a problem, you're never going to solve this. And you can't solve it by bullshitting everyone by saying, we're gonna, it's going to be youth, it's going to be this. Because a youth team is going to probably end up being downgraded again this season. And it'll be Category 3. You will not build a class side with a Category 3 youth structure. You just can't do it. So everything in the club at the moment needs to fundamentally be changed and the bullshit needs to stop and everyone just needs to take responsibility. Someone needs to care Who? Enough. Who? Who does the buck stop with? Tony Paul? Fernandez. I think it's, it's as simple as that. It's telling that, you know, in the last um, day or so, the people who have worked with him have come out and criticised him. And, if, you know, they, they say, you know, he's a nice guy. Warnock today, he's a nice guy, but, you know, he must not run his, um, foot, if he must not run his airline in the same way as he runs QPR. Um, Jermaine Jenis wrote something yesterday. He was saying, while I was there, you could just tell the club's not being run properly. Um, Yes, the buck stops with Fernandez. He gave all the, he gave he gave Redknapp loads of money, but ultimately it was Redknapp who spent it on what ten million on Sandro. who's completed ninety minutes five five times this season. He knew he was injury prone beforehand, but his, his signings were just so unimaginative. He looked at his old clubs and said, like, "What can I? What can I do?" That the, we, the, the, we, the visa the visa thing is just pure amateurish. You know, I mean, maybe it was agents. Who knows? But you just think that we would have checked something as straightforward as. Okay, so you're a Brazilian international, so I take it you've got a visa, and that's fine. You know, that's, it's just kind of basic questioning. Um, but, and it's, I mean, I mean, what was it? Was it Hilda? I, I'll be honest, I watched until 3 minutes 54 yesterday because I said to my dad on the phone before, I'm watching until the first goal, hopefully it's QPR. If it's Man City, it's off. Because I don't want to see a repeat of games I've seen where we just capitulate. And two minutes in, Leroy Fur played this lazy lazy pass I thought, I thought and that'd I, be the first goal yeah. and I was like that's it that's it we're, we're, we're done we're done I mean we were down I, I thought we were down ages ago um, but as soon as that happened I was like brilliant and then two minutes later it was, so, it was so easy but the problem with the back three that we had was that was it who else did we have I mean mm. you know what were we going to play McCarthy at centre half no I agree give him some games we're, we're, those were our options we don't ask for much do we but uh, but going down with a fight, I think, is a prerequisite. And if you look at Burnley, they have gone down with a fight. Well, they, they won, they're yeah. way, way short of what's needed to stay up, really. But they've given it everything to stay up. All, every, whoever goes down in third place, unless it's Newcastle, will have gone down with a fight, at least. Mm. But we can't say that. I think, I mean, and I'll qualify it by saying I don't blame Ramsey for this. But since, since Ramsey's taken over, I think we out of the possible 39 points, so I think he's been in charge for 13 games, out of 39 points, we've got seven. And we showed glimpses of real fight, you know, in the game, when we beat West Brom. Um, did we beat Sunderland? Yeah, he beat Sunderland. I think even in the Chelsea game and bits of the, um, the Arsenal game as well and the Tottenham game, but really... We just kind of surrendered. It's so QPR to have gone to City needing a result, and we don't just lose a bit, you know. We, are, we, <laughs> we get pummeled. I don't know. I'm trying to contain my frustration. Generally, we're completely deluded. You know, when you think that Burnley, 
Burnley finished above us, and when I remember watching them play us, they will three, this year. Three. Um, yeah, two two seasons in a row. Um, when it was three three yeah. at Loftus Road, they were the most entertaining side I thought I'd seen in the Championship, and I thought Leicester were the most efficient. They, they were the best team. But you know, a key marquee signing for them is George Boyd. When you think of QPR over the past few years, a key marquee signing is Rob Green, followed by Julio Cesar. That, and you can say lessons are learned. But, but when and, and how and where although we... it wasn't this year there wasn't that culture this summer but who I mean who has been a success transfer wise recently well, for QPR you know, really the centre forward isn't it yeah but and that, that, wasn't, about that it. wasn't last summer yeah that was two summers ago you know yeah. the trouble is it's like every transfer window QPR look at it and go we're going to we have to do it again this time we're building a score I think we've had way too many players are coming in out of the club um, whether that's because Harry likes using certain agents because they all like going to the same restaurants, shall we say? I don't know, but something is very, very wrong with it. But you, you, you know, you, the, you, the whole culture is because you're signing players for the wrong reasons. I mean, you know, you look at you look at what Burnley have done. That's a that's a championship winning side next season. All right, they're going to lose one of the forwards, but they just need to tweak that a wee bit, and they're, they're probably going to be there or thereabouts. You can see what they're doing. You look at us, and God knows where we'll end up next season. I mean, if we end up bottom, I think we go into the, the, the League Cup early as well, don't we? So, yeah, you might do. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, if you finish bottom, you, I think you go. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, but the thing is... That means we can leave it more, we, more you, quickly. You say about Ramsey, though, but what Ramsey did have at West Ham was a winnable game, and he chose a completely defensive side to go out against a rubbish West Ham side who were on the beach. Yeah, but the rot is so... It, it, the rot is so endemic. The, the rot has up, rot. The rot has rot that it wouldn't have mattered by this stage. Yesterday, Alex Ferguson could have managed our team and we still would have got beat because they were done. That team was done when Fabregas slotted that goal in the last few minutes. That is when we were done, I think. Yeah, but you've still got a duty. To, I mean, you could say that, but then you could say that Burnley are already Burnley knew by winning. They probably still get relegated. They but still Burnley are a good result. club with a good setup you and know, a good know, set of players and a good manager. And there's lots of things that have the word "good" in front of them. They to have do an with idea Burnley. about what they are. They, they, have stru- <laughs> they have a structure. You know what you're going to get with Burnley, and you know what you're going to get with Leicester. Leicester were bottom of the table six points adrift a few weeks ago but actually in, in the first all, all through the season they've been playing well they haven't been playing badly at the start of the season they beat Man United 5-3 QPR you just never know what you're going to get with them it's fits you know. and starts wasn't it the Man City Liverpool games it was a magnet of like above, we could see what we were doing you could, we could actually go we actually had tactics we looked like we knew what we were doing we were just unlucky they went against us and I thought there would be a bounce back after that we, and every club when they change manager they get a bounce back we never get that the most there has to be some sorry you can't tell me that I know the story of Mark Hughes we all know how bad he is but then he goes up the road to Stoke and for, he does what he's doing there now for two seasons so because he had a club that said no he's yeah. got a chairman that says Maybe. no Definitely. Maybe. He's working within see, a, a football, budget. A football CEO he is has a, must, a boss. Yeah, but see, David, again, it goes back to the, the, the Sandro issue and everything else. A football CEO at QPR hasn't been there since we've been up, and that is ridiculous for a club of our size. We need a football CEO. We haven't had a. Well, I think they would argue that Les Ferdinand <laughs> is that person, aren't they? That, that's what they would. Yeah, argue. Yeah, but he hasn't got experience in that role. Okay, everyone. But he is. Uh, yeah. so maybe he's the wrong person for the role and it's probably a brave person <laughs> at QPR who says that just yet but there is that no, role that, there is that role but whether Les is right or not 
time will tell but there is that role yeah, but Les, Les is football so that's fine but these wee things like making sure a player can play because his visa hasn't run out but that's not football CEO is it that's a CEO that's well, a that's structure having the club secretary that's, having a CEO having a, having I'm a, sorry but I work in a company and so do most of you where they check if you have a valid work permit to work here but how is that how is Doesn't that it, everybody works in those companies uh, for me our identity is shambolic Every, you know the other clubs that are there or came up there about they have a clear you know they have a clear idea you know they, I don't know how we're going to pl- I mean how are we going to play probably badly the mo- is what I would say the most worrying thing for me is that ev- you know, everyone that you read is saying that QPR needs a restructure need a revamp from top to bottom that's what you've been reading the last couple of days and then you look at Tony Fernandez's statement after the game and he says we've got the measures in place now and it's going to be fine this is exactly what he said last time we went get relegated he's going to make the same mistakes he doesn't agree with people that we need to revamp the club he says we've got the system in place, but that was in place in October. Um, what did we do in January? Nothing. Okay, we stopped Redknapp from buying his players, but there's no evidence that the system's now in place for us to go forward. We've been terrible. Yeah, and spinning good news, like announcement to come last week about the whole um, some, something to look forward to. And it's an announcement for potential plans. I, I wouldn't announce that I might be getting a conservatory built. It's, who cares? The next announcement regarding a training ground I want to see is, here is a picture of a spade in the ground, it's being built. I don't yeah, want to see anything else like that. And it, it's stop with the spin. Yeah, all the best chairmen out there, top clubs in the league, you won't see them on Twitter. You know, you know, being really emotional after games. They're just measured. They're controlled. They're always the same. The best chairman, you don't really know who they are. Exactly. Well, who's a, who's a Burnley one? I don't know. There you go. But the thing is, I don't want to make this anti-Fernandez. I know none of us do. In some is, ways. That, is that anti-Fernandez or anti-Fernandez? James, James, James. Sorry, it might have been the Northern Irish accent thing. Well, I didn't know you were from Northern Ireland. I don't know. The thing, I don't think we are anti-Fernandez. No, no, but what I was going to say was... how Fernandez has handled things because we're very grateful that we have a club chairman who clearly has the best intentions and has the club's best interests at heart but the road to hell is paved with good intentions isn't it he just seems to be bad at sport you know <laughs> just, yeah that's true Caterham Caterham is an unmitigated disaster as well he left them riddled with debt but it wasn't his fault apparently well, er- a pattern. Oh, wow. but the and, thing look, is, and look what happened to Caterham when he left so the, the, thing, the thing is they've gone haven't they I would, I would yeah, admire, so be careful what you wish for I, but I, yes I admire Tony when he went down the pubs and he's met fans at games I'd like him to do something now and talk to fans but it doesn't need to be bloodletting he doesn't need to be fingers pointing having to go with him it just needs to be controlled honest and a good debate and he's going to have that chance if he wants to come to our live podcast in 26th of May he can come down take questions it'll all be very civil and just because people it's fear that's driving most of this because we don't know what's going to fair play we don't know what, what sort of team we're going to have next season we don't know what's going to happen with the debt there's so many question marks that need to be addressed and he would get so much respect if he turns up or someone from the board and actually addresses it well look the club know about our podcast and they know you've been quite vocal on Twitter about inviting Tony um, yeah, well. to it I'll use that as a segue to promote our live podcast it's on the 26th of May it's at the Good Ship Pub in Kilburn there's us the, the Good What Pub? the Good Ship alright <laughs> <laughs> it's an ironic live podcast um, come yeah. down join us along with a QPR legend that we'll be announcing this week uh, tickets are a tenner you can get the tickets via the Good Ship website or follow the links on our Twitter or follow the links on our website at qprpod.co.uk that's two weeks Tuesday Right, let me move us on. We'll sort of move us on. So we did a survey on Twitter yesterday, a um, couple of hours after the defeat. 
we put a survey together and we asked four questions, okay? Um, we asked, who do you think is most to blame for QPR's relegation? What do you think should be the club's number one priority for next season? Should Chris Ramsey continue as head coach? And where do you think the club will finish in the championship next season? We got 314 replies Thank in you. 24 hours, which That's is pretty good. good. Not bad. And, th- <laughs> and therefore, I would say pretty reliable uh, the, um, the results, unless they were done by Chelsea fans, which I doubt they were. Um, who do you think is most to blame for QPR's relegation? So I gave these were the options, right? Tony Fernandez or the management of the club? Uh, do you know what? Shall I just tell you what the results yeah, are? Please. Yeah, please. Okay. Idea. So who do you think is most to blame for QPR's relegation? Number one answer: Tony Fernandez, forty percent. Harry Redknapp, thirty-eight percent. Mm-hmm. Then after that is the players, 14%. Uh, the past management of the club, uh, these are all under 5%. Past management of the club, don't know, no one. Chris Ramsey, 1%. So I think two or three okay. people said that. So you can Fair pretty enough. much, that's within whatever they call the realms of statistical yeah. error. Pretty even with Redknapp and um, Fernandez. Pretty think, even with Redknapp and Fernandez. Thoughts on that? I think that's pretty fair. I think they both both have to take quite a lot of uh, the responsibility for what's happened they're both known to do that. Sorry, I can't help my sarcasm at the moment. I'm not feeling very happy about getting relegated. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think that's balanced. I think that's a representation of what most people would say. Well, d- d- <laughs> R- Ramsey's an interesting one because it, it, it's right, he shouldn't be blamed, really. He's come in, but the tactics, I said, this goes from another day. But yeah, go back to it. You can't really argue if, if that's what people have said. 14, 14% um, have said the players, fair enough, that they're, <clears throat> they're the ones who go out every week. But they're, it's they're not all, like the last time, though, is it? They're, they're just, I think the problem with them, no, it's not. They've put in an effort, you know, yesterday didn't do them any favours, but aside from that, it looks like they've put in an effort of most of the games. They're just part of a failing system. Those players will, a lot of them will go on to another, like for um, Matty Phillips, if he leaves, uh, Charlie Austin, they'll go into another club <clears throat> and they'll do well. The only thing is that we had our both single moment, didn't we with Sean Ray Phillips again yesterday? Yeah, but he's kind of a he's a symptom of that time. I think yeah. I think the confidence has gone. Yeah. Rather than they've stopped caring. I agree. Okay, question two was who do you think should be the club sorry, what do you think should be the club's number one priority for next season? Seventy one percent was establishing a long term plan. Mm-hmm. Um They've already done that apparently. Over Financial stability at 10%, so you could argue they're connected. Promotion, 9%. Only 9% of people believe that the club's number one priority should be promotion. Um, After that is settling FFP, which was 6%, which I guess is kind of that that first answer. Investing in youth was 3%. Securing the future of our best players, 1%. Um, And new ground, didn't get a single vote. So nobody thinks that is a priority for next season. Fernandez must not have voted then. <laughs> um, you know what that says to me? That says to me, most people believe the thing that the club needs to tackle is not what's going on on the pitch. The, th- the thing is as well, I think everyone's sick, I know I am, of being in the Premier League and just being in a constant relegation battle. That's all the Premier League has been to us. Well, it's it? exciting if you get out of it, isn't it? But We've only managed that once. Yeah. Um, and I think getting beat week in, week out. I mean, I, th- I could be wrong. You're more the person in these things. Um, oh. We've won twenty percent of our games in the in them three years in the Premier League. Really, that's that's cack, mm. you know. And, and and that and that kills the support. And I think there is there is an element of me certainly that says stay in the Championship for a couple of seasons, rebuild, come back stronger. 
everyone talked about Swansea and Southampton. We have to find our own identity and our own way, really. And that's the only way we can... But we've got to, this time, if we do come up, make sure we can stay there. Yeah, I think until Ramsey maybe got a second win or something crazy that Warnock still had the best away record for QPR in the Premier League I in think recent he still years. Has. He still has. Uh, he might even still have it. And that, he still has. That is, that's embarrassing, really. Was that like four wins or something? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, to, be, to be fair, some would say that he was... Sorry, David. Some would say that he was, he was sacked too soon. I don't know. Um, the feeling I got at the time was that a lot of the players had, had, had turned against him, so who knows? I think if he hadn't have been sat, the worst that would happen is we'd be in the position we are now with a lot more money in our pocket. Not you and I, but the club. <laughs> Tony Fernandez would have a lot more money in his pocket with the championship club. Or it could have been perhaps some players are brought in above his head that mm. he didn't sign and, and that led to it. Who knows? Uh, question three, should Chris Ramsey continue as head coach? Yes, 22%. No, 52%. Not sure, 26%. So about half of people think no. Yeah. But the other half either think, yeah, or over a fifth think he should. And the rest, there's a lot of people not sure. I think I did it and I said not sure. What what do people think here about that? I think, I think what has happened has got very little to do with him. So actually, we don't know. The jury is still out, really, because... Would Sherwood have really made that much difference? No, but everything was built for Sherwood, wasn't it? Including Ramsey coming in, including all the coaches, the youth team coaches and everything else. Everything was, was geared towards unless Sherwood coming in. Sherwood didn't come in, therefore Ramsey got promoted maybe a little quick. Mm. I think they have to weigh it up um, alongside who they can actually get in. Who, are, who What are the other options? Because I'm sure he'd be a lot better than many of the options for starters he gets on with Les Ferdinand and that's imperative now that he's the you know yeah. director of football it has to be, has to be someone that gets on with him and can work with him well uh, a lot of managers can't I don't understand the war, um, Mark war, Warburton didn't he leave Brentford because he doesn't want to work under a director of football so how would that he, work at QPR he, he left Brentford he was sacked yeah I know but the, but, but the reason he was sacked is because he um, he didn't he expressed his fears about working in that sort of system but it's yeah, yeah it's the, the structure the structure the, 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 the chairman's got an idea he runs a, a, a club it's in Scandinavia based, isn't yeah. it? he runs a club in Denmark and yeah. they're like miles clear yeah, and it's all table. based. It's basically he does it via championship manager. It's a bit moneyball yeah. championship manager sort of style. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, yeah, with Chris again, it breeds another issue of he came in for the youth. This means that no, he's been he came in. So look, we seem to spend the whole time as well looking for youth coaches, youth, youth academy managers, everything else. We, we something like four or five or six, whatever, in the last five years. And, and if you haven't got stability at the bottom top and whatever you're not going to go anywhere can, can I say something there sorry. is an argument that if sorry Paul, no you're right don't worry me. if we are all about establishing a long term plan then do not get rid of Chris Ramsey because you can't just abandon the long this this is a view I'm not saying it's necessarily mine do you think it's a coach you though? can't abandon the long term plan just because it doesn't go for you in a very short space of time but, yeah. it's either a long term Effort or isn't? It has to be a detailed plan. They have to sit down and say, this is what we want to achieve after year one, after year two, after year three. It seems like from the statement, and by the way, you know, you say that he was believed that we were going to stay up. That statement was written before the game yeah. because there was no mention of how woeful we are. There was no mention of the performance or the defeat. You know, it, that was definitely written before the game. But it has to be like, and it just said, we've got a structure in place now. We'll be fine. You know, it's just, there's no, there's no detail. And if there was, then he'd reassure fans by, by saying that, by just explaining that because, mm. you know, he's never short of a word, you know? Question four. Final question. Where do you think the club will finish in the championship next season? I'm going to start at the bottom with this one. Uh, uh, I'm going to, as in the least popular answers, 2% of people thought that we will get promoted automatically. 
Two percent. Wow. One percent said first, and one percent said second. That surprises me a lot. Um, Doesn't surprise me. Seventeen percent said playoffs. We will finish in the playoffs, and eighty-one percent of people thought, or collectively thought, we would finish outside of the playoffs. And twenty-three percent, nearly a quarter, ticked the worry we could be relegated box. Oh, we are happy, aren't we? <laughs> to be um, honest, that, that, that would be me. That's why I did. I think mid table would be an achievement. I'm surprised more people didn't think because we've come quite. I'm not saying deluded is the wrong word, but we've come and the, the because the club only allows positivity. I'm surprised people are as honest as that on that question. To be fair, because the main thing is, it, yeah, of course we come back, we bounce back. It's about winning championships, winning championship, winning. Keep was never about that. I, I, I personally, I mean, thinking back to the last question, kind of this is linked to that based on what most people are thinking and also what I kind of think. I think we should keep hold of Chris Ramsey, but I don't think he should okay. manage us because I think we are going to have a struggle. There's so many people that are actually, to be honest, rightly being released uh, at the end of the summer and quite a few more that have only got one, one year left on that. So we really are, again, starting from scratch. Do you want someone who's got some experience of that league or do you want someone who is, by, by all means, a, a nice chap and a good coach yeah. but hasn't managed in the championship? I mean, you know, ironically, managing expectations is let's just survive next year. And for me, Ramsey doesn't fit in that. If he gets a win against Newcastle, and it may, may, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm not that fickle, but for me, he's not convinced me enough to be the manager because I think we are in, we might be in trouble next year and we might need an, a more experienced head. I think but the I'm, last two games will be quite telling because we're down now, so it will kind of show whether the players want to perform for him because they may be down. A lot of them are out of contract, so they're thinking, you know, why should I bother? But if they care about the manager and he's someone they want to work for, then they'll put in good performances and the board might look at that and say, okay, he can inspire players. Maybe we'll give him a chance. The, the, the worrying thing Chris got was the players like him a lot. And like, I think Matty Phillips said, we can talk to him about music and everything. And uh, I always go back to the Brian Clough thing of, you know, half the players hate me and the other half haven't made their mind up yet. Um, you know, is he too nice to be a manager? Is he just, is he, is he more like a, the coach around him to put his arm around him? But if Rangers do make a manager, and please God, he's a success. But if he isn't, then this long-term plan would mean you can't sack him. You have to stick with him. You have to yeah. give him the time to rebuild and do what you've got. And that could... You can't then turn around halfway through next season and say it's not working because we're back to square one again and again and again and again. We can't keep doing that. We've got to make a brave to say what we should have done, and you won't agree with me, um, after the West Ham game, we should have gone for Pulis. Pulis would have done a job. Might not have been long term, but he would have West Ham away. Well, no, yeah. he would have done a long term job because there are the, those managers about that put that in place. Apparently, Pulis, was, I read stories like straight after the end of the season last year at. Crystal Palace, Pulis was like in the gym with architects, like telling mm. them what he wanted no, where, so, yeah. and all the rest of it. Uh, it. Let me ask you a question: If you're Tony Fernandez, what what is your what what do you put in place from now? What are your priorities for next season? Deactivate my Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would do. I think I'd put that fairly high up. Um, not right at the top, obviously, but no. never going to happen. <coughs> no, but they, they, never, being ever, serious, ever like, I think look, you, 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 look, from you look at um, you look at the business area, point of view, and branding, and all you, the rest. Of you it. look at this season, um, and a lot, a lot of the players recently. We spoke to Clint Hill, and he agreed with it. Barton has come out and said it. Anu has come out and said it, and they said pre-season was a farce. A lot of clubs have already announced their plans for pre-season. I don't know if QPR have. 
No. Oh, they you, don't, that. Sorry, you just remind me of something. I was watching the Sky Build Up yesterday because obviously I only watched the three minutes fifty four seconds, and then Glenn Hoddle was asked his feedback uh, about Barton's comments at, at yes. Stamford Bridge of all wonderful places, and then he said something about thirteen players on the preseason tour. Now I know that's not true for a fact, and I think Clive came on a few podcasts back and read out every. There was over twenty, so mm. there's this just let's just build the narrative in the media that that suits the reality of. You know, we had enough people there last season, although it was organised late, but it was also, I think, I might be wrong in this, but I think that Tottenham also went one whilst Harry Redknapp was in charge on that very yes, similar pre-season tour to um, Ireland. We, we've tackled this many times before, that Harry Redknapp and his coaching staff have absolutely no right to criticise the pre-season tour without taking full responsibility of it for it. Because unless, I don't know, unless Tony Fernandes for some reason meddled in the pre-season tour, that's probably something you can't lay at his door. Well, it Phil- has to Phil- be the responsibility Definitely. of the coaching well, staff. It was Philip Beard. It was Philip Beard who organised it, wasn't it? Oh, him. The but, pre-season. But, but, but surely he follows a brief. So a manager, Redknapp, 67 years old, been managing for 30 years, well, one of Redn- not shy. Surely he knows what sort of pre-season tour he must want for well, his team. One of his complaints was the opposition weren't good enough. And so clearly they weren't his choice. I don't I mean, he had no say in the matter. I don't know. It doesn't matter who you play. I mean, not being funny. Pre-season is about fitness. It's about formation. <laughs> Going back to pre-season, we worked on the, 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 the formation of the 3-5-2, whatever, did all that. And then we abandoned it three weeks later. The only season we stayed up in the Premier League in recent years, we did a pre-season tour to Cornwall and Devon and we beat Bob in town 7-1 or whatever the score was. I don't know, they're pretty so, tough. So, yeah. You're probably right. It's probably not about the opposition. It's about the preparation. Go back to Cornwall, drink some really strong cider. Philip Beard wasn't promoted. taking the training drills, I don't think, on the pre-season tour. No, but then, you know, Harry came out, they weren't fit, there was this and that. So he was getting his excuses in early. And it goes back to what I said to you before. Everything screams attention to detail, and there's not that attention to detail in anything from top to bottom of the club. And while we have that, we're going to have farce after farce after farce. I, I actually agree with Finney. Don't sorry, no sorry, that, that that took me aback. But no, you're right. All of the things that we've listed and spoke about, it seems to centre around. We're all confused. We don't really know where we stand. That's because we don't have a clear idea, mm. really, from the club. I think the football is not. I can't believe I'm saying this. Hopefully this comes out right. I think the football is not the priority for next season. I think the manager gets the brief, stay up, stay up. Going down again would be a disaster. Agreed. Anything else, great, bonus. But we're not giving you loads of money with the intention of staying up. Want... That's all right, Chris. He's playing with his phone there. <laughs> no, must I must be gonna, very exciting. I was going to play, actually. Uh, carry on. I was, um, want, talk Sports' reaction to our game yesterday, actually. That's what I was trying to see if I could... I'll leave uh, it for the Oz end. I'll leave it, the leave it for end. the yeah, Oz end. Yeah. We, need, we need a short-term. Sorry. Short-term plan is stay up. Mid-term, long-term. Like kind of any way most businesses are run. And focus on getting these foundations right. God, how many times have we said this? Take responsibility. How many That's times? Um, should players. They, should, who, we, should we apply for the CEO? position is still vacant just like as one brain i think you no. should all right i might i, I, I my might. impression is it's quite a commercial role my impression is actually it's got nothing much to do with yeah, the football see, bit of it yeah. uh, I'm, good with pe- I'm good with people because i think les's side of it is the football now and okay. so it's quite like commercial revenues and stuff like that well then to be fair there's there's, there's a fella doing a really good job at brentford who happens to be a qpr fan we bring him back that's Mark Devlin, by the way. You don't look at me. Yeah, blankly. no, no, no. I know who you meant. I just, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
had to fill in the gaps there. I just would have liked us to stay up, say that there was a stadium infinitely, like loads smaller than ours. Like Bournemouth's like, what, 12,000? It's just been so nice to not have been like... Well, apparently the there's a deal in place for them to share with us if they get promoted. Bournemouth? Uh, sorry, Bright, uh, Brentford. Yeah, that that's that's really? yeah, that might happen. I feel so sorry for Bournemouth because you can see what's going to happen, can't you? Redknapp, Redknapp will yeah. take them down next year because they'll struggle, obviously, like all teams do. And Redknapp will be in the background sniping away, he might but even, not sniping away. Of director course. of football, yeah, he he'll be sniping away, and then December they'll sack Eddie Howe, go with Redknapp, and he'll bankrupt them and take them down. They would be absolutely the mad end to do that. <laughs> but the thing is, going back to just one last thing and prioritising, <laughs> you, I think we'd all set up for mid table, wouldn't we? And the key things that are going wrong at QPR are addressed. And another thing, <laughs> scrap that the, the family stand behind the goal. The, it, we need to put fans back in there. Maybe put the family stand in the lower school end or something or whatever. The atmosphere has been terrible as well. I mean, whether it's to do with the struggle, I don't know. But there's so many things that need to be done to, to, to make the place like it used to be. You want, you want everyone coming out in that pitch and being like the Chelsea match, they got to them again. But we haven't been like that enough as well. We need to get in people's backs. And the club also need to make sure that people get the right deal on season tickets again next season. If they are going to build this whole plan, you can't lose fans along the way. We have to stick together and the club have to make sure that everyone's affordable and we look after everyone and we get everyone back there because another relegation is not a long kick in the I nuts. I think they're going to need to make them cheaper than Agreed. two years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Because people are fed up. And the atmosphere always kind of mirrors the way the team performed. When we went up under Warnock, we had a real good team spirit. Um, there was loads of good men in there who you know you knew we were going to give 100% all the time and it... And it um, transcended to the uh, to the fans, and they always they, you know, much better atmosphere. Yeah. That I didn't mind that they passed it to Derry. Helgerson ran to the left, and Derry lofted it up to him occasionally <laughs> for a throw. That, that was all right. It was almost like, wait. Yeah. I would just a little weird thing. I would like the. I'd like us to end the Coldplay video. Fix you. That, <laughs> the song called, that. but it's called Fix that. You. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, did I mean, it's the irony. It's going to keep playing until we're fixed. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst band ever. So, Sorry. listen, we we need to move on. We're all enjoying this, and hopefully, the people listening to are enjoying it. <laughs> They've but, all switched but, off and gone but, off. But Gabe, our, our our engineers, got to go and spin some decks. I think they call it. So, blame oh. him oh at Burble Media. You can focus your um, <laughs> complaints to him. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions before the R's end. Players, who should we get rid of? Okay, players, whose contract should we renew or offer a new deal to? The one, out of the ones that are leaving? Out of the ones that are going. Sean Wright Phillips is obviously number one. No. You're a very sick soul sometimes. <laughs> I worry about you. Uh, so from memory, there's the two Chilean boys. They'll be gone. They'll they're, be they're, they're on loan. Yeah, yeah. back gone. to parent clubs, they'll be. Uh, Barton. No. Barton. No, I mean, this is out, who's out of contract. Yeah. Barton. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mate, I think Barton, yes, you know. His wages because are too I think, high. Okay. Barton, yes, under the right circumstances. He's a good championship player. Yeah, I, I no doubt is, in yeah. that. I but can I, see him going to one of the new He's not a good captain, though. Whether he's a good influence on the club, I have no idea. Sometimes I look at him and think, maybe you're the problem, mate, rather than whining about everyone else being the problem. Maybe you're the problem, but I don't know. I clean clean no slate. I, 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 um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Adele, Paul, surely even you don't think Adele is def- one gone. of them. Adele, he's but, he's, but Paul, he's got to go, right? Yeah, well, yes, yes, yes. But wow, that was relaxing. Um, I would. St- I'll tell you what, though. I'd have still put him on instead of Sean Ray Phillips. I anyway, strongly suspect un- all those things about the club that you hate. Sorry, I'm strongly suspect that he doesn't. All those properly. things about the club that you hate. Yes, some yes, of them yes, are his yes, responsibility. Absolutely, and it's a, it's a crying shame. We're crying shame. But uh, what can you do? Okay, who else? Troy? No, get rid. I th- 
Does he have an extra year? He might be there till he's not, yeah, I think he is, it, yeah. Did he? Did he yeah. get two years? No, he's not That's out of contract. That's oh, good because okay. we can have someone who's not quite Bloody anything uh, play for Green. the club. I'm making it up. I don't know exactly. Green's not out of contract. Okay. But Clinton Hill. We sh- but we, I think we should sell Green. And He's going to Chelsea, isn't he? And we've got he, McCarthy He's replacing Czech yeah, on McCarthy the bench at Chelsea. I'd, 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 I'd give Clinton Hill another year in the championship. I think he should remain at the club, wh- whatever that means. Um, who for, else? Who for, else? Fall in. I'd offered him yep. a chance to prove his fitness. Definitely. I would, yeah, I, would make, I agree with you. I'd make Hill a coach, uh, fall in, and give him the benefit of the doubt, but keep him there because we need some people to be like, we actually have, I hate this word, we actually have some legacy with QPR. I mean, it's pretty depressing legacy, a couple of relegations, but we've been here. I agree. Um, and that's why we keep him. Uh, Bobby Z. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, no, go, no, um, no. No Bobby Zamora? No. You can't, mm, you, you can't. Mm, 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 yeah, no, but you can't, mm, you can't. Sorry. Who else? Um, the the only people I'd Henry. I'd go Carl I'd say yes yeah, to Carl I'd Henry. Probably because he would he'd do a job in a championship. The ones I really want to keep are the ones likely to go. Austin and Phillips. Mm. Um, Phillips I don't think Phillips, Phillips will go. I think, I think he will. West Brom uh, apparently sniffing around him. It depends, yeah. it depends on how much money they want. If, if some... Oh! <laughs> hey! this happened, the lights sorry, have gone the out. The lights have gone out. This happened the other day. Did it really? <laughs> I'm not surprised in this room, I can tell you. Um, the, 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 yeah where were we um, uh, carry on Austin <laughs> Austin Phillips fair well they'll go we have the lights just went out by the yeah. way you haven't got a choice with them they'll go and you can't blame you can't certainly blame Austin for going because he's the, the, he needs to make the, keep making the steps up he's at that age for personal reasons I don't blame him for going um, fair I'd like to see him stay because I think there's a good player in there and he could he, he, he could he, he, fair yeah oh, there's no chance he's going to stay no nah, no but I'm just saying what I would like Colker yeah, yeah. I think Kolka will stay. Who else is going to want to take a chance on I wouldn't keep relegated Kolka. We, we paid eight million for him as well. I know. Still paid, I know. Uh, apparently, a new is going according to one of the Sunday papers. Really? Okay, that's Stoke. a shame. Uh, I'd say Kolka's probably slightly better than a newer. So, ideally, you'd keep both. That's not a bad done centre back. Done. Done. He's done well, but I think it showed that his legs have gone, certainly yesterday. Yeah. And mm. it, it, it'd be good backup because you could get away with that in the Championship. You won't get away with it in the Premiership. Mm. He's around. been a pleasant surprise, actually. He's been better than I thought he was going to be mm. overall. But yeah, he's backup. But then look at it the other way. If, if, if someone had it, when Warnock came to, came to the club and told you the players that we'd get promoted with, you would have thought he was mad, wouldn't you? Mm. If you actually think about it that way. So it does show you you can you can rebuild a team without players you don't actually know I'm, you know I'm you know showing I mean. a little bit of Paul Finney vulnerability and sentimentality here but there's a player who's not in the championship not wanted by his current club loves playing in hoops Akos Jamie Mackey <laughs> has, he, has he been released has he well he's not he's just not fit in at Forest has he well, he's at Reading isn't he he's on Reading on loan he's on yeah, loan from yeah, Forest yeah, yeah. Yeah, get the thing is, see, sorry, Dave, I corrected you. You're, you're quite right. The thing about Jamie Mack is, hear that, pe- hear that, everyone. Pe- <laughs> people are still slagging him off. They got, oh, he's not the is, is. But Jamie Mackey is exactly what you need for the championship. He's that kind of like I remember the the games he won. Even even against Liverpool, he was brilliant. And that was in the Premier League. He he will never stop running and trying. And another season with Jamie Mackey, you would go miss. A lot of people say he's first touch and they'll slag him off all day long. But we haven't replaced him with anyone better. So I mm. agree, but I don't think we'll get him because he's. He probably will go to Reading now. He's done all right there. Yeah. Steve Reading have started to play well second half of the season. They'll be challenging to go up under Steve Clark. And Jamie Mackey is. I'd yeah. love to have him back at the club, but he's not all you need because he's been at no. Reading and he's been no. at Forest and they haven't done anything. So. Okay, 
Arles End. We've talked about quite a lot. So this is... Um, There's no one left. Anything else you need for your Arles End? Chris, we already had a tantalising taste of your Arles End to the show. A tantalising taste <laughs> to your Arles End. I'm just, this, I can't this, that. this is how poor our performance is. It, it makes professional broadcasters do this. Describe the uh, Queen's Park Rangers players actually thanking the fans in the far corner. They want to come back out with their wallets and give them their money back. I'll tell you that right now. They won't, of course, because uh, when you basically trust your hopes on staying up on the likes of Joey Barton, you're having a laugh, aren't you? I mean, his attitude for that last goal was typical of it. He pretends he's doing everything all the time, and he very rarely is. Uh, they don't get too close, actually, the Queen's Park Rangers players to their fans. They won't go anywhere nearer than halfway down the field. Get over there and say sorry to them. Why don't you? Because they won't. Because they don't really care about the club they're paying for, whatever they say. It's one or two of them trying to act. You see, Joey Barton now is trying to get one or two of them um, to go over there. And he's going to go over on his own with Rob Green, the goalkeeper, who's on 80 grand a week and has been for some time. So it's just Joey Barton who will actually venture towards the uh, penalty box. He won't go any further than just outside it. About as close as he's come to either penalty box today with the way he's played. Anyway, um, I think that's really disappointing. <laughs> wow. I haven't heard that before. Good R's end. Sabering. Anyone else? Depressing. Anyone else? I think, <laughs> or should we just go into hopes for Saturday? So I was gonna, that was going to be my R's end. Go on then. Go on then. Um, Let's not play, let's hit it long to Bobby Zamora's head to try and flick it onto Charlie Austin. Let's try and think about something that we might start playing or a way we might start playing with um, going ahead for next year. Well, I'd play the kids, just play well, a I was just going to say, team. I'll jump in there. Don't play anyone who's not likely to be here next season. I don't care what will be the worst that will happen. We'll get done 6-0 again. So play McCarthy in goal, play Furlong at right back, play players who might be here next Davide. season apart from Charlie Austin because it will be the last home game he plays for QPR and it'd be nice to see him and nice for him to score and, and just, go, just go with the kids I mean the Newcastle's relegation rivals might have something to say about it but I don't really care I agree I think, I think as well if he does bring Sean Wright Phillips on don't boo it doesn't help anyone it's wrong we know it's wrong we know it, doesn't, it shouldn't happen but the booing doesn't help anyone in my humble opinion boo. okay that's and, it. Well, the, oh, the, sorry, so, but that wasn't your arse end. No, okay. I just, just sorry, hand and chin. <laughs> sorry, we're all, we're all on the floor. The only, the only positive that could come out of this is that the club address everything we keep saying and the club talk to the fans and just please, please stop the bullshit. We're football fans, we're not customers and we deserve better than bullshit on Twitter all day long. We know what the problem is, you know what the problem is, sort it out. And with that, draws to a close... Our relegation commemorative souvenir podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. Come join us at our live podcast. It's on Tuesday, the 26th of May um, for the wake. Um, Sponsored by Gillette. Come down for the wake. Um, oh, <laughs> Sponsored by Co-op Funeral Services. Um, it's at the Good Ship in Kilburn. Uh, go to qprpod.co.uk for details on tickets. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week for our last studio podcast of the season. Um, come on, you ours.
The QPR Podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production.